Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Hi, I'm Marie. I'm 24 years old and I'm looking for a girl that can eat more pizza than I can. Welcome to Eligible, the podcast that's become quite handy since none of us are allowed to be near each other at the moment. I'm Rachel Corbett and this show is all about finding new love at first sound so you can hear the sound of someone's voice from a safe distance and then, if you're interested, find out what they look like. If you are feeling keen and you do want to slide into their DMs and see a few cheeky photos, I will give you a code word at the end of the episode that unlocks a page on the Mamma Mia website so the courtship can begin. And thanks to physical distancing, you can go back to the old school methods of getting to know someone real, real well from a distance. So let's meet today's single, Marae. Marae is 24. She's a country girl who now lives in the city. She works in HR and describes herself as someone who's excitable and lighthearted, but who can also have deep conversations. And she's looking for a lady to build a colourful life with. I love that. She's also originally from Parks in New South Wales, so I'm guessing she's probably into Elvis. But let's find out. Marae, welcome to Eligible. Thank you. Happy to be here. Now, you live in Sydney, but you're originally from Parks. Are you looking for a country or a city girl? Um, Honestly, open to either. I think people from the country tend to have similar values as I do, but really open to either. Are you an Elvis fan? Because, of course, they do have the big festival there in Parks every year. Yes, guilty. I do have a tendency to like Elvis. I have um, performed as a showgirl at the festival for many years. So, I love that. Yeah, it's really fun, really cool. What does sh- the showgirl at Parks Elvis Festival, like what does that involve? So it's it's much more legitimate than it sounds. We, uh, we've we danced with the headliners that come from LA and Vegas and so we wear the full outfit so it's essentially just a bunch of sequins sewn together and um, yeah, it's really fun. Do you still do that now? No, not, not anymore now that I've moved away, but I do have uh, the costumes in my wardrobes. I think I'm going to wear one to Mardi Gras next year just for the hell of it. God, I love this. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. What about is marriage and family and that kind of stuff important to you? Because family is a big thing in the country, right? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely still have all those really traditional hopes, I guess. Like I would love to be married and have one or two kids one day. Yeah, that is a big, big thing for me. Would you want to eventually move back to the country? Not the country. My parents are probably going to retire, I think, maybe south or north coast. So thankfully, I have no reason to go back there, which is cool. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Except if you're in the show as a showgirl at the festival. Yes, the comeback tour. Of course. Can't wait to see it. (laughs) Hit me up. I'll be there front row centre. Tell me why you decided to do this podcast. I guess I've had two long-term relationships and I guess I've never really known how to date as an adult. I think my the most dating experience I have is in high school, which is obviously nothing like the real real world. So I thought this was a really cool opportunity. You had mentioned in your applications that you had been on some of the dating apps, but they weren't really your thing. What is it about that way of meeting people that you're not into? 
I think it's just having the same stock standard conversation. And I think that I find that I'm one of those people that I just want to talk about the diva stuff straight away. But obviously that's kind of scary on dating apps if people don't know that you're actually a sane person. So, um, yeah, I think it's just I'd like to meet someone a bit more authentically or through this way. I throw that out though sometimes. I'll throw out a really deep question and I think if you are my type of person, you'll be bang into this. Like if somebody yeah. actually sent me a really deep kind of interesting question, I'd be like, oh, yes, this person, you know, you know yeah. they're not being crazy about it. Yeah. Because you just end up so much on that surface level of like, yeah. oh, God, when are we going to get to the bit where I find out if you're a serial killer? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I um, I did actually send a message the other day saying, you're not emotionally ready for this. Oh. <laughs> Marae, you are my hero. <laughs> That's the best message anyone has ever sent. Okay, I'm writing that down immediately. You are not emotionally ready for me. I love that so much. Well, your mum, Colette, was very excited that you were trying to meet um, someone on a podcast. We've spoken to her as well as your friends, Shanae and Meg, to kind of get some reference checks and also find out a bit more about you. So what what are you actually looking for in a partner? I think... Number one, just someone, someone I can have fun with. I think someone who will make the mundane aspects of life fun and enjoyable and try and look on the brighter side of any situation. Um, and just someone to be supportive and, you know, thoughtful and, yeah, someone I can have fun with. This is what your friend Shanae thinks that you're looking for. Her potential partner would have to match her energy. So she's very energetic. She's always really happy. She's always on top of her game. So she would have to have someone in her life who, you know, is always ready for the next adventure and will do things spontaneously and will surprise her with, you know, a weekend away or something like that. And they're happy to, to go on adventures like that with her as well. Are you an adventure? person? Yes, but I think there's definitely room to grow in my adventure taking, but yeah, no, definitely. What do you mean by that? Well, I think when you hear people say, oh yeah, I'm an adventurer, you think, oh yes, they have those hiking boots and they go away every weekend. Like <laughs> I would love to do more of that, but yeah, no, I think I still call myself adventurous. Okay. So really, I mean, if you were if you met somebody who was more adventurous than you and could, like, pull you into that stuff even more, that would be a good oh, thing. Oh, that would be perfect. Someone to bring it up. That would be great. Okay, yeah. great. We're looking for we're looking to buy a pair of hiking boots is what I'm hearing <laughs> from you. Well, Meg, your other friend, had some thoughts about some of the deeper stuff that you might be looking for. She needs someone who has emotional intelligence, who, who can sit down and talk about emotions and talk through things. I think she definitely needs someone who can support her and, and is willing to talk through emotions and talk through hard times and doesn't push stuff under the rug. I do love talking. <laughs> For sure. I love, yeah, I love talking things out. I think that I can't let things go. Like I think if I, not even a bad thing, like good things as well, I feel like I'm going to explode if I don't express how I'm feeling about something. So I think someone who's happy to yeah, really take that on board and even um, be that themselves would be great. Your mum had another observation about your communication style. You never have to guess what Marae's thinking about things. <laughs> when you say something to her and you might be, you know, thinking, oh, I wonder how this will go down or whatever. And you can just look at her face, you know, straight away what her opinion is of what you've said generally. <laughs> Do you have a bad poker face? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's a good thing sometimes because, you know, one of the most frustrating things in relationships is when you're like, I just have no idea what they're thinking. Yeah. But if you can see it written all over your face, <laughs> that's a good thing. You'll never have to be wondering. What do you think you're like as a partner? I think I'm really caring. Like I love caring about someone. I love, you know, cooking for someone and just 
Yeah, I just really love getting to know someone on that level and I think it's so fun in a relationship because there's no limitations to how much you can love them and care about them and I think I think that's why I've been into relationships because I do really enjoy it. But, yeah, I, I'd like to say good overall. <laughs> Here is what your mum thought. She's just really caring and thoughtful and looks out for them and she just has this really high regard for being a really fair and loving person. Oh, mum. <laughs> That's so nice. I feel like I'm cheating having mum on here, though. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, she's hardly going to say anything bad about you, that's true, but it's good to get a sense. Like, your mum's known you for the longest. Very true. Right, so very she true. knows you inside and out, so it's important to get her perspective. And I believe so far that's the first mum we've had on the podcast, so that's exciting. What about your best qualities? What do you think? I know it's hard to talk about yourself like this, but what do you think you bring into the table? I think I try and bring the fun. I try and... Be thoughtful and, you know, try and remember even small things going on in my friends' lives. Like sometimes I'll set a calendar reminder when they're starting a new job, if they've got a project they're finishing and, you know, just send them a message and, yeah, try and do small things to make people's days. It's so interesting that you say that because this is what makes it. One thing that is amazing about her is she's extremely kind and thoughtful. So she always, whenever we have a really big girl group and whenever one of us has a new job or a date or something like that, she'll put it down in her diary and give us a good luck. She's really thoughtful like that. They noticed. <laughs> they noticed. That's so funny. Oh, well, that's really nice. I'm glad it pays <laughs> off all the calendar reminders. You're like, God damn it, I'm putting all this shit in my calendar and nobody's telling me anything about it. I'm putting all this effort out and I don't know if anybody cares. Well, let us be the podcast that tells you your friends have noticed and they care. Do you like getting that in return from a partner? Yeah, absolutely. I think I have a yeah a bit of a, I guess, expectation that hopefully they'll reciprocate with things like that and kind of meet me with the same or you know similar level of thoughtfulness. Um, yeah, for sure. What about your most frustrating qualities? I think I'm a bit of an oversharer. My poor co-worker, Sinead, I think I tell her every thought that comes through my head the entire day, <laughs> um, as like irrelevant as it will be to her or work. Um, that would be, I think that would be my main one. Oh, and sometimes I'm a really bad driver as well, but I'm really working on that. <laughs> How are you working on that? How does one work on their bad driving? I turn my music down a bit because I, I think that that's the biggest problem. <laughs> Try and focus more on the road. <laughs> You're one of those people who's like, I think I'm lost. I'll turn the music down to concentrate more. It's like, that's what my mum used to do. I'm like, you can watch the road and listen to music at the same time. Well, Shanae and Meg actually had the same thing that they thought was your frustrating quality. That she doesn't always back herself, even when she definitely should. She just kind of wants that second person to be like, no, you're, you're doing the right thing. She has great instincts. She has great gut instincts. Sometimes she doesn't trust them though. So she asks you, oh, should I do this or should I do this? And I, I always say to her, yes, girl, like you, you got the right instincts. Do you not back yourself? I think, yeah, no, I, they're probably right. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's something that I'll probably get better at with age as well. But no, that's, that is a really good point. And I think, again, with Sinead, she proofreads all of my emails at work. So that would probably where that's coming from as well. But no, I think that's definitely true. And I would like to work on that and probably have someone that'll push me to work on that myself as well. Good to know that they think that you've got like solidly good instincts. Like both of them said, you know what you know what's right. You've got the right gut instinct, but you've just got that little element of doubt that makes you think, oh, should I check this? But they both thought like you've always got it right. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's Oops. kind of a compliment, I guess. It is a compliment. <laughs> Don't you take that as not a compliment. That was not the point of this exercise. Now, we also ask people what you whether there's anything that a partner should be wary of or if you have any quirks. Your, mm. your eyes have just gone like, oh, my <laughs> God, what's happening? <laughs> I love watching for that moment where it's like, oh, God, we've been, this has all been pretty soft until now. Now we're getting into the hard shit. Do you think you could pick what your friend said? Probably one would be that I'm allergic to gluten. Um, Me too. Oh, really? Me too. I feel like people okay. just look sad when you tell Let, them and they're like, I'm sorry. Let's have a moment. Let's have a moment. So I'm gl- I'm gluten and dairy intolerant, right? You're kidding. I know, right? Double whammy. <sighs> However, it is not 2001. Right. So give me a break, right? Yeah. 2001, I get it. We're eating cardboard bread. I'm eating rice. I'm eating pasta that's made out of corn and it looks like mush at the end. It's sad times. I understand. I agree. 2006, it got cool. People were into it. Next thing you know, we got pasta and bread and everything mm-hmm. in the supermarket. We're not lepers. Mm-hmm. We can eat like the rest of you. I don't understand why when people come across somebody in the dating world that's gluten intolerant, they're like, oh, deal breaker. Deal breaker. I can't do it. Your life's not going to be any different. I agree. We've got all the same things. Even last time, my housemates were like, wait, you can make gluten-free schnitzel? Like, yes, we have gluten-free bread. Of course we can. (laughs) Yes. Please. It's the year 2020, people. Get with it. Well, here is what Shanae thought. Nothing about the gluten intolerance came up, i got to say. So that's more of your issue, but I get it because I carry it with me every day as well. Here is what Shanae said. A weird quirk of Marais is that she is always sanitising her hands. She's a slight germaphobe, so the five-second rule does not exist with Marie. If if you drop it, it's done. <laughs> Thoughts? Yep, that is true. I do have that, that's, I guess, bit of panic when I don't have hand sanitizer in my bag and I'm in the city. I don't know why the city is particularly more dirty than any other place. So. Sorry, but are you not just laughing in the face of coronavirus? Because you're just like, <laughs> yeah, wash your hands 700 times a day, got it already down. I think I'd have so many layers of hand sanitizer, so I probably don't need to put any on ever again. So I'm pretty... You're immune. Pretty... <laughs> you, you're like, you've got super immunity to every bug known to man. <laughs> um, there was one, actually one more interesting, frustrating quality that Meg mentioned. Her absolute most frustrating one is our time management. <laughs> so we have a joke about Marae that if she messages you to say, I'm here, if she's picking you up or something, you can wait at least 10 minutes before you actually have to go outside. <laughs> this is very true. This, I think, stems from uni when I'd go and pick up Meg and I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm out the front. And I'd be like leaving my house five <laughs> minutes away. And she'd walk out the front. She'd be like, not again, Marae. <laughs> I love it because you're sort of like, well, there's some communication there because some people some people take a while to get out of their house, yeah. right, and sort of come down. So exactly. then you'd be waiting. <laughs> exactly. Right? So nobody needs so better make than me. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what about your perfect first date? What would that be, do you reckon? Probably, look, I'm a sucker for a cheese plate and a bottle of Shiraz, if we're being honest. I really used to love going for drinks like by the beach like packing a picnic so that would be very nice I think for a first date maybe a bar though because then you can do a quick out if it's you know not going super well (laughs) you're not stranded somewhere you go in the toilet and then (laughs) never come back I I was reading on your application that you're a platter enthusiast Mm -hmm. so you do like to throw a few things on a board do you prefer to put things out rather than cook them uh look 
Probably a mix. I think, yeah, probably put them out rather than cook them, I guess. Is that because of this experience? So when she came to uni, she was kind of fresh and hadn't really been away from her parents and and wasn't super sure about everything. Anyway, she messaged us and said, how do you cook baked beans? And my friend said to her, oh, you just get the can and put it in the microwave. So she got the can, put it in a microwave, but put the literal can in the microwave with the baked beans. (laughs) I was not equipped with many life skills when I moved to uni. My mum had loved me too much. (laughs) That is a natural mistake to make, right? If you've never been out of home, if you haven't had any assistance at the time, I still remember my sister putting a barbecue chicken in the foil wrapper into the microwave and my dad spending 15 minutes trying to put out the fire in the microwave. (laughs) And you know what? You'll never do it again. Exactly. That's the takeaway. Exactly. What about resilience? Would you say that you're a resilient person? I like to think I am, but I'm sure there's times where I have not been at all, so... Your friend Shanae had a story of exceptional resilience that you displayed. She had an idea for a photo opportunity, which meant she had to climb onto this huge kind of brick wall. And the first time she tried to do it, she absolutely axed herself. She she scratched all up her leg and she had massive bruises on her stomach, but she didn't give up, which really shows resilience. But she got up there in the end and she posed like a dork at about 11 o'clock at night in the streets of Wollongong. So God love her. That's resilience. Oh gosh. My 24th and I just felt invincible. I was like, you know what? I want a photo on the top of those mailboxes and I got one. (laughs) I mean, you put the body on the line, but you got there eventually. If you had a lady listening right now that was like your perfect woman, is there anything that we have not touched on in this chat that you would like to get across to her? Probably that I'm just, yeah, I'm just looking to have some fun with someone and get to know them and go on, you know, different dates and uh, yeah I'm just keen to meet someone really nice. (laughs) Are you sort of you're happy if it's like you just want to see where the wind takes you basically you're like let's just see where this goes if it's great this could be a long time thing if it's not we'll have a great time and then bugger off like what are you kind of looking for do you want are you looking for that next big relationship? I guess in all honesty not really but I think as soon as you say that then you meet them but um I guess I'm just I'm just open for different experiences so whatever that may be just not putting pressure on it I think is the biggest thing for me right now and just yeah just taking each day I guess. Love's always the best when it knocks you sideways and you weren't expecting it. (laughs) Well Marae thank you so much for joining us on Eligible and here is hoping we find you love at first sound. Thanks for having me. Marae is a lot of fun She's very caring, very considerate. She always wants to make sure that everyone's really comfortable and having a good time, which is really nice. I would describe her as extremely energetic. She's um, a very trustworthy and loving person. She would want someone really confident in themselves and someone who knows who they are and what they want. She's an absolute go-getter. So, you know, she'll be like, let's do a triathlon together. But then she'll also be like, let's go to this festival together. So she's always encouraging us to go on and get out there. She's really considerate. She really wants to make sure everyone's happy. And she's thought of your birthday present, you know, six months before it's your birthday. And she's the kind of person when she finds something good, you know, if it's a pasta sauce or a cleaning product or something like that, she'll buy you one so that you can try it as well. Marais, a bloody awesome person and, and, and anyone with her will be very lucky. 
code word time. If you like the sound of Marae and you think you might like to get in touch with her, then head to mamamia.com.au forward slash eligible. Click on Marae's profile and enter the code word platter because it sounds like you'll be eating a lot of them if you end up dating, which is not a bad thing at all. If you've got someone you'd like us to feature on Eligible, please send us an email at podcast at mamamia.com.au. And thank you so much for listening. I know that right now it is a very scary and confusing time for everyone. And hopefully this podcast has provided a bit of a welcome distraction. There are plenty more shows on the Mamma Mia network to keep you company through these difficult times. So just head to mamamia.com.au forward slash podcasts. Stay safe and I'll see you on the next episode of Eligible. Oh, you've made it all the way to the end. So I might ask you for a little favour. We would love to know your thoughts about Eligible. In the description of this episode, we've got a link to a quick survey. We've got four $50 FPOS gift vouchers up for grabs just for sharing your thoughts. So tell us what you think.